And welcome, everybody, to another Freakazoid episode of the Animaniacast. I decided to go to a new town. I heard it had a lot of crime. But when I got there, it had all dried up. Nothing. Not even so much as a cruddy little jaywalker. Oh, Freakazoid, I don't know what to do. You can act like a superhero! Oh. Freakazoid, Freakazoid, help me, help me! Come on, buddy, you're better than this. You're the Huntsman. Say it, I'm the Huntsman. Huntsman. And welcome, everybody, once again to another episode of Freakazoid and Friends. Yes, this is the spin-off series of the Animaniacast, and this is the only podcast that lets you freak out all about Freakazoid. Yes, we're going to be exploring all the cultural references and gags to a random episode that we have picked in sequential order of the series, and course we're going to give this episode of freakazoid a water tower rating i am joey and joining me once again is one of my co-hosts there's my brother nathan oh no what are we going to do and of course there's my other co-host all the way across the country in georgia there's kelly hello hello and boy oh boy was uh Today we are talking about a very, I guess you could say, dramatic episode of Freakazoid. Uh, this, of course, is episode two of season two, and it is simply called The Freakazoid. Yes. And if you were to summarize today's episode in just a few words, uh, what would you say, Nathan? Uh, birthday, birthday, doo-dee-doo. <laughs> and Kelly, what about you? House Spielbergian. Yes, a very Spielbergian episode indeed. Uh, I'm not quite sure if this is uh, the last appearance of Freak of uh, Spielberg, I should say, but I don't know. He's been he's been on the show quite a bit. He makes more appearances on Freakazoid than the other shows. Probably, I think that's right. Well, let's go ahead and get straight into our episode discussion. Uh, but before we do, I got to ask Nathan the very important question. Nathan, when did this episode first premiere? All right, this time. I've checked it, and I've double-checked it, and okay. I'm going to get it right this week. Good. This episode was released yesterday. What? <laughs> Wait, no. Oh, no. Uh, You're wrong, Nathan. Whatever you're listening to. No, uh, Saturday, September 14th, 1996. Uh, that was the same day as an Animaniacs episode, actually. Um, you may remember uh, some, some little... Uh, the the Jocahontas. Oh yeah. And Boyd's on the hood. The the mighty wacko yeah. at the bat. That that was that was all in the same episode, and that was released on the same day as this. Um just and, another heroine. That's right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the uh today was uh when Pla- uh, PlayStation's Crash Bandicoot was released. Uh, Mark McGuire became the 13th player to hit 50 home runs in a season. Uh, Jeff Daniels uh, helps his daughter lead a flock of geese south in Flyaway Home. (laughs) 
Are you repeating and facts? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this one's a new one. Okay. Uh, John, John, John Van Claude Van Dam. John Claude Van Dam. <laughs> John Claude Van Dam stars in a movie with Natasha Henstridge, Maximum Risk. Oh boy. <laughs> Uh, Natasha Hinchridge, known for Species. Uh, she did those movies, and John Claude Van Damme did a bunch of action movies. I guess I can own this is one of them. Yes. <laughs> Back in the day when John Claude Van Damme would be enough to bring people into a movie theater. It's funny how those action stars, they there's always a certain point where action stars just stop being mm. able to pull people in. and I mean, of course, The Rock has been doing this He's an action star who keeps pulling him in, but but like Van Damme, it's like he got five or ten years out of Van Damme, and that was it. Yeah, was he? He wasn't even in the uh, what the Expendables or whatever, right? Was he in that movie? Because that was one where they I haven't seen any of those. They're like, oh, let's get a let's get you know washed up uh, action heroes and bring him back. And I I mean I would assume if he was in any movie, it would be that one. Maybe that, yeah. Of course, he did that funny commercial where he was doing the splits. That was pretty good. Remember that? Oh, uh, yeah. It seems like John Cloud Van Damme was like the, uh, this maximum risk was one of the end of his, uh, action hero, or at least his famous ones, you know, 96 is the probably, end of Van Damme. Yeah. That's, it started going down. Yeah. And I don't see the expendables on here of a list of movies. So, oh, he was in the second one. That's what it was. Well, okay. Good. I'm glad you figured that out. <laughs> Otherwise, there's I'm sure there's someone listening to us out there that is trying to shout at their podcast player. But yes, Nathan heard you. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, he was he was offered. He was offered the first one, too, but he turned it down. So psh, it's his <laughs> okay. own fault. Yeah, like that. Well, let's go ahead and get into today's discussion. And there is no Jean-Claude Van Damme in this. It is called... The Freakazoid. I believe in the superheroes. I believe they are kind, the righteous of people who keep their word. I admire, and I respected them. All except that the Hulk fella, him I know like, he's got a bad smell. And The Freakazoid is written by Paul Rugg, and it was directed by Rich Aarons and John Heater. And Nathan, you got to tell us what happens here in the first part here of The Freakazoid. It's Freakazoid's birthday, everybody. Happy birthday, Freakazoid. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we see uh, a Shriner is asking Freakazoid for some help because uh, this his daughter's boyfriend made fun of his little putt-putt, which is what he calls his little Shriner car. He was making fun of how tiny it is. So he's asking Freakazoid to put an egg in his pants. And since it is Freakazoid's birthday, he must do, as Cosgrove uh, announces and tells us audience, he must do it whatever... Uh, anyone, uh, he must do one favor for anyone who asks it on his birthday. Uh, and it's also, uh, he can't confirm it with the other superheroes cause they're off on another uh, planet or something. They're off on a moon somewhere at a convention. 
Uh, the huntsman even confirms this. He's there. He's asking for help because he can never fight crime. And yeah, he uh, he he lost his invitation to go to the moon. Oh, it's so sad. Um, <laughs> but hey, how come you're not at that superhero conference? I lost the address. All I know is it's on some moon. I don't know which one. Done the luck. Done. What a whiny boy. Uh, there's a there's a long line of people to see him, and you know who pulls up to the party? It's the lobe. He's got what looks like a present, but you know it's the lobe, so I don't know if it could be trusted. He comes and brings Freakazoid the present, and he opens it, and it turns out to be a meat uh, a tenderizer. Dehyd- what is it? Dehydrator. dehydrator. That's what it to make jerky. A food dehydrator? Trust me, they're heavenly, perfect for making beef jerky. Oh boy. Mine. But he didn't bring any meat. Where's meat for the jerky? You have to buy some. Ah, shoot. He also has one favor to ask of Freakazoid, which is nothing. In other words, Freakazoid, leave me alone. What kind of request is that? Goodbye, Freakazoid. Cosgrove. Hey, the next time you give someone a food dehydrator, make sure it's got some meat. Immediately, he uses that to uh, start... uh, Messing with people at the party, take stealing money and everything from people at the party. Freakazoid comes out to stop him. He's like, hey, Freakazoid, remember, you have to keep your word. It's in the handbook. And he shows him the handbook of, you know, the superhero handbook. And yeah, you you, you have to keep your word even with a, a, a supervillain. It doesn't matter. He, so he, he gets away. And from this day on, it will be Loeb's day or something. I don't I forget what this <laughs> So it is written and so it shall be done. Well, there we go. Uh, and of course, the <laughs> there's also this whole subplot that happens right here with, with uh, Joe. Oh, Joe, Joe, our announcer. Yeah. Joe mm-hmm. Leahy comes in and uh, he's he tries to warn Freakazoid, but his acting is so bad. Ah! The Loeb! He's stealing everything! Joe? Joe, you're our announcer. What are you doing here? Uh, they said, you know, um, that I could act in this episode. Well, then do it, mister! When you deliver a line, you've got to mean it, believe it, be it! Now go on, do it again. Go on! That, uh, at the end, Freakazoid has to give him acting lessons. Yeah, well, he yells at him, tells him, go get acting lessons, and he's gonna try to stop the lobe or something, I don't know. Oh, no! What are we going to do? You're going to get some acting lessons, mister. And I'm... I'm in big trouble. Bum, bum, bum. What can he do? You know, he can't do anything because he already promised <laughs> he wouldn't. And he has to keep his promise. Oh, my gosh. Well, so very dramatic stuff right there. Uh, there's a, there's quite a few cultural references in this. And, of course, the first one is uh, The Godfather. Uh, it has mm-hmm. this whole, you know, marionette kind of thing going logo at the beginning, very similar to The Godfather. And in fact, uh, the whole thing with Mister F- uh, Fizizzi, <laughs> who's voiced mm-hmm. by who's voiced by Paul Rugg. I didn't pick it up until like the second or third time watching today. That oh wait, that's Paul doing both Freakazoid and the guy talking to Freakazoid. <laughs> I, I heard it right away. <laughs> right away, reason, like I just. With some of the words he says, it's just like, oh, that's so Paul Rugg. <laughs> yeah. My little my, car, my little putt-putt. Little yeah. putt-putt. Hey, mister, why you have such a stupid little dumb little stupid car? This a boy. 
He make fun of my little apartment in the front of my daughter. In the front of my daughter, I have felt the fool. <laughs> yes, Italian accents, one of the few accents you could still do, and people usually don't get, get that canceled. upset. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's Irish, Italian, and I think English. Uh- Australian? Uh, English, Australian, yeah. We'll probably be Canadian? Forever. Oh, Canadians. They got, oh, man. We got, they're going to keep making fun of those Canadians forever. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Yeah. Listen to this. Is, okay, here's my Canadian accent. You ready? Here we go. Hey, everybody. I'm Canadian. <laughs> oh, What's man. that about? Oh, we said it. <laughs> <laughs> Which many people, many Canadians don't do that. So, <laughs> at any rate. Uh, well, one, at least one does. It's enough, and it ruined it well, for everybody. <laughs> It's like when people impersonate Southerners and they're like, how, how y'all doing? Well, mm-hmm. I mean, we some of us talk like that. I mean, I, I don't talk like quite like that. I say y'all <laughs> and I've, I, uh, I have relatives that have really thick um, Southern accents. And I don't know. My, when I hear my voice on recording, I sound a lot more Southern than I do to my own ears. So <laughs> I don't know. But um but I definitely have relatives who, who speak with even even thicker Southern accents than I do. So uh, some of us talk that way. Yeah, it was a it was a dramatic difference, wasn't it, Nathan? When she did her normal voice versus the thick Southern accent, it was like, yeah, no, I can't tell. The, or it was it's like, like, what did you do oh. with Kelly? If I if I go, oh bless your heart. Oh, there we go. There we go. And you know, I I can really really lay it on thick, but <laughs> and you you don't want me to say bless bless your heart. Because then that's like, that's a cut. When we say it, it's a cut. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Exactly. That's not a good thing. When it bless his heart like that. It's like, oh, that's that's not a good thing. Uh, well, I guess in conclusion, accents are fun as long as you're doing them appropriately, <laughs> I suppose. In conclusion. Well, at any rate, uh, let's go ahead on with some other stuff. We have, a, you know, obviously the Godfather uh, credits. Uh, and in that uh, which I've only seen The Godfather once. Have you, both of you seen The Godfather? I'm assuming once? I've seen it. I, I think once as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, saw it like- I mean, there's enough uh, cultural references to it that I felt like I I was like, oh yeah, okay, okay, yeah, yeah all right, I got it. Yeah, um, yeah, horse in bed. Okay, good. Uh, yeah, cannolis. Yeah, okay, got it. <laughs> Cannoli gun. Got it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> there's. <laughs> Yeah, so in the uh, the the whole thing of uh, at the beginning of I believe uh, he starts talking about his you know respect and everything uh, is the, opens up the film Godfather of uh, an I believe in America speech to Don Corleone uh, who is freakazoid in this case. I believe in America. America has made my fortune, and I raised my daughter in the American fashion. I gave her freedom, but I taught her neighbor to dishonor her family. She found a boyfriend, not an Italian. She went to the movies with him. She stayed out late. I didn't protest. And I think in the original version, it's like it's on his daughter's wedding. I think mm-hmm. that you can this ask on the... My da- the day of my daughter's wedding. Yes. And then, of course, and, the hunts. And he was a he was a Shriner. Um, which I don't know if everybody knows what, what that is. A few weeks ago, my daughter, she started dating a boy, not a Shriner. I think of the They Might Be Giants song, uh, She's an Angel. 
Oh, I don't yeah. know that one. Uh, there's a part where they say, the Shriners loaned us cars. We raced up and down the sidewalk 20,000 million times. Yep. And that's, uh, that's, yeah. The Shriners, I remember seeing them in a few parades every now and then. You know, you just see the old men with the little fezzes on their hats. And the mm-hmm. little cars, and they go up and down. And these. Abe Simpson, I think, was one, right? Oh yeah, and you could you could ride his car in the road rage game, or, mm-hmm. or yeah, yeah, they do a lot of um, charity work. I think um, uh, they helped somebody in my family get a, a surgery when they were a kid. Yeah. So, um, you know, they they sometimes stand around on the on the on the road and and with little buckets and for donations and stuff. I haven't seen any lately, but. Sometimes they're around, but they they try to like raise money for hospitals and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have the Shriners Hospital commercials that I see mm-hmm. quite often on late night TV with those kids just going, "Hey, <laughs> help us! Yeah, out. give us I money." Just, I know some people don't know what what they are or what they do, so I thought yeah. I'd mention it. There's uh, so the, yeah, so the whole thing of asking the questions and then the uh, the the part where he slaps the huntsman. I think the line in the original version is, "You can act like a man." And it is, mm-hmm. it's, you can act like a superhero. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a ton of people waiting uh, in the hallway for Freakazoid. And so we got uh, a bunch of a bunch of 90s people, a bunch of people that are no longer with us. <laughs> have, I saw the mask. Yeah, the mask was like, yep. and he was hiding his face for some reason, which is weird. And he looked like Probably, he was like 300 uh, pounds. <laughs> maybe some legal thing. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. I mean, they just like easier to draw not than <laughs> yeah well yeah i think i think the folks who did the animation studio who did this episode had some great moments and some not so great moments so i think maybe they were just like i don't want to draw the mask let's just hide his face <laughs> uh and joan rivers was in line dead rush limbaugh dead <laughs> president bill clinton probably be gone in a few more years Princess he's alive Diana, as of this recording as yeah, of this so. recording he is alive <laughs> Princess Diana, no longer here. Pope John Paul II, nope. John Wayne, died a long time ago. Kramer, he was there. Of course, the mask. Judge Ito, he's still around. And then the waiter from Dexter's Date, who uh, was just trying to get Dexter out of the bathroom all the time. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. So It was cute. It was a bunch of, was a bunch of people that uh, had already... Uh, been on the episode in one except i think for kramer and the maybe the mask and stuff there was yeah a lot of people we've seen before so yeah uh well anyway uh the the warners of course the yakko wacko dot they were on the lobes wrapping paper they were that was some interesting wrapping paper he had that was uh like Mm -hmm. full-on huge pictures on each side like yeah anyway (laughs) yeah and there's a must have been took some time to wrap to get it just right, I would think, because that's like <laughs> to fold it just right, <laughs> unless you painted yeah, exactly. it on the box afterwards. Oh, uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, Cosgrove has a full list of all these people that are still waiting for uh, to see Freakazoid. Yeah, it says there's 20 more people, and then there was only like 14 people on the list. But well, yeah. Well, we got uh, we got De Niro, so we got Robert De Niro, Bennett for Tony Bennett. Stallone for stuff. Esther Stallone. Frank Sinatra was on there. And Richard Grieco. Bugsy, uh, who was a gangster. <laughs> uh, and uh, let's see here. other and There's some other names that are just kind of Zed. Yeah. I don't know who Zed is. Butterworth, I'm assuming. Mrs. Butterworth. Smith could be pretty much anybody. 
And then Barker, which I can only think Bob Barker. Bob. Yeah, it must be. Probably. Yeah. Okay. And Smith is probably Will. No, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, and then and then Freakazoid slapped him. Oh, no. Well, <laughs> uh, there's the first time that we see the lobe. The lobe goes bump, 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 which is going to be apparently a running gag in the second season. So look for that. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> and uh, the whole so it shall be written, so it shall be done is from Yule Brenner uh, in The Ten Commandments. It's King Ramses said that. Well, quite a few uh, references to stuff. Oh, but uh, yeah, Do you know who was got? singing the, the you put your left foot in and you put your left foot out? Is that a person? You put your head in, you put your head out, you put your head in, and you shake it all about. Yes, thank you for reminding me about that, because that's not on our uh, list. It's not on the list, and then I was like, I'm just going to ask, because I don't want to look it up. That was, oh gosh, (laughs) and now I I had it too. It's, uh, they say, he says, I love your Christmas album. Uh, Tony Mathis, I believe. Um, uh, I thought you wrote Johnny Mathis. Johnny Mathis, that's it. Johnny Mathis. Yes, I had it. I was looking at it earlier. But he sings the... We need our trivia people. Yeah. (laughs) But he says, I love your Christmas album. And he, he really does have that kind of like, it's the more wonderful time of the song. Uh, so, yes, he, I, I loved how they were parodying him in this with, uh, you put your whole self in. <laughs> uh, I, I would love, I would, uh, yeah, whenever I would hear the his uh, Christmas songs later as a kid, I would always think of this episode. But, yes, Johnny Mathis. Uh, funny voice. <laughs> mm-hmm. we'll, get, we'll get to see him a little bit later in the episode, too. Yeah. Well, at any rate, now, that's a lot of references, but what did you guys think about this first part? Uh, Kelly, what did you think about it? Uh, I thought it was okay. Um, the uh, I, I didn't see nearly as many people standing in line as you did, but it went by really quick, and I didn't like stop to rewind it. Yeah, they're all written down um, in the wiki. I saw, <laughs> but I I really like the the wrapping paper and um and the Animaniacs reference. And I thought that uh, like when the words flashed up across, like when they were talking about the superheroes being at the conference, and it's like this is will be important later. This is an important plot point. That was kind of funny. <laughs> or the not so important information, yeah. but it was interesting. Oh, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, blue socks. <laughs> Talk to the other superheroes if you don't believe me. I can't. They're all away at some conference. I'm wearing blue socks. If you put baking soda and vinegar together, they make a little volcano. <laughs> baking soda and vinegar? Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Makes a little uh, volcano. <laughs> I like Cosgrove's uh, obsession with meat in this and mm-hmm. how angry he was at the lobe not the fact that the lobe is like this wanted criminal for some reason who just gets arrested every episode and then he's right there next to the police sergeant you know and mm-hmm. he's just like where's the meat <laughs> if we had meat it would go in here All that stuff. <laughs> um, good stuff with uh and of course you know just little you know, Paul Rugg's writing of, you know, calling people little fibby boys and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Um, it, it's silly, funny stuff. Uh, Nathan, what did you think about the beginning of today's episode? 
Yeah, like the Shriners uh, conversation was just fun. Like, it's this dramatic thing. You think it's going to be like, of course, in The Godfather, I think he's asking him to kill the guy or something, right? Like, yeah. So, but this one just puts him, put, put one egg. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> one egg. <laughs> Please, Freakazoid, do what I ask you to do. All right. One egg. Grazie. Grazie. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, that's cute. All right, let's go off to commercial. Ooh, that freak boy is dreamy. You can tell him after these commercial messages. Taco Bell presents Nacho and Doll. Pet Storm Pet Hospital. And Nacho, think I'd look better with a new schnoz? Yes, let's see. Aha! Dr. Nacho, will I ever smell again? You smell plenty already. Now when you buy a Taco Bell kids meal, you can get the groovy superhero Earthworm Jim. There's the worm launcher, the rocket ripper, and more. You can collect all four at Taco Bell. Nice, but what happened to my old nose? All ignite. Taco Bell! Fetch that food and we're back from commercial. I'm putting in all these like uh, video uh, commercials from the 90s in there, by the way. Yeah. How much did we get paid for that 90s commercial design? <laughs> uh, so much. <laughs> Buy that 90s product, kids. See, that's that's my that's my plan with this. You just put in old commercials from the 90s. And in those companies, I mean, we make them our sponsor, right? That's how it works, yeah. right? And they have to I pay think so. us. That's how, that's how just, podcast sponsorship works. Now we'll just write them a – yeah, we'll invoice them right now. So yeah, exactly. We'll send them an invoice <laughs> and just go, you're welcome. No explanation. You're welcome. $2,000. They might pay us. It might work. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. Well, Kelly, what happens here in the, the, the middle part of the Freakazoid? There's a Mr. Grinch parody, which is sort of like this montage where the lobe is uh, – Doing bad things. Your head is really mushy because you haven't got a skull nasty lobe. Why, I wouldn't sit next to you on an airplane if if there was a seat next to you on an airplane. Such a bad guy, nasty lobe. You're as cruel as cruel can be. You're vicious, you're malicious. We interrupt this program for the following important announcement. Hi, I'm Joe the announcer, and uh, I just want to let you know that uh, I've been taking some acting classes since the first part of the show, and I think I've really improved. Anyway, I just want to let you know that. Thanks. And now, back to our song. You're despicable and more nasty lobe. If you invited me to go to the movies with you, I probably wouldn't go. And he steals the Mona Lisa, cuts down the oldest tree in the world, and he just does awful things. He puts and laxative then, in the drinking water of a town. That's horrible. Yeah, yeah. And um, <laughs> so he he's uh, out mowing somebody's grass, and he's like, "What are you doing? You should be out stopping the loop." And um, what are you, Wacko? And then Wacko from the Animaniacs pops up. Go get him already! What are you, wacko? No, I'm wacko. Baton Rouge, Louisiana, Indianapolis, Indiana, and Columbus is the capital of Ohio. Hey! So that was cute. And uh, he says that, you know, Stephen loves it, loves it when we do that, you know, when we do stuff like this. And um, Animaniacs is his, is his favorite. 
And Freakazoid's like, no, Freakazoid is favorite. And then the brain shows up. Sorry to break this to you, Wacko, but if I'm not mistaken, Freakazoid is Steven's favorite show. We got a memo. <clears throat> I believe you're both mistaken. It is the sophisticated wit and charm of Pinky and the brain that has captured Steven's heart, as well as making it the breakaway hit of the WB schedule. So then they, they're like, well, let's go ask him. And so then they, you see the, the sign for Amblin Entertainment, and they're sitting around this conference table, and there's Steven at the end of the, the table. And they're like, Steven, which one of us is your favorite? And he's like, who are you people? <laughs> we were just wondering, who's your favorite? Who are you people? Then there's like all these newspapers that fly by. And it's like Freakazoid Abandoned City. Where's Freakazoid? Um, everybody's really upset that, you know, it seems like he's just abandoned his duties. And then it cuts to Freakazoid being sad underneath a tree. <laughs> and then we have, of course, our Johnny Mathis guy saying, We'll be right back. It's tough to go on living when you cannot show your face. We'll be right back. <laughs> uh, well, he yeah. does sort he does sort of like a sad song before that. Though, yeah, it's a he? it's a very sad mm-hmm. song going through the yeah. going through the streets. Um, but yeah, it seems I, like people. I like, thought it not, was parodying a song, but I couldn't tell what. Hmm. hmm. I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah, but it, it's it's a uh, yeah, just a lonely streets kind of song <laughs> walking the lonely streets. Uh, yeah, Freakazoid gets so pummeled with all those newspapers. He looks like a mummy at one point. He's like, so <laughs> people are so upset at him. Uh, people seem more upset at him than they do the lobe. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, why? Why aren't you stopping? It's like, if you people all ganged up together, you could probably stop the lobe yourself. Uh, yeah, but, but no, instead they're just, they, yeah, no one's throwing things at the lobe for doing, they, they just throw them at Freakazoid. And, yeah. yeah. The Lobe is doing some pretty awful things. He's like destroying uh, things with laser guns. He's chasing people with tanks. You know, he, so he's mm-hmm. he's pretty unstoppable, uh, or at least it, so it would seem. Uh, well, obviously, the biggest uh, you know reference we have is you know showing Wacko and you know the brain, and of course we had the Grinch parody right there. We also had a uh, a quick uh, reference to the Nighthawks painting. Uh, by Edward Hop uh, Hopper, right? So I saw that. Yes. Yeah, it's it's so kind of like you know the Freakazoid just runs up to some people in that diner, and I don't know why he's so hungry. He just goes and looks at their food, and uh, <laughs> they pull the blinds down on him. I guess I don't know. It's kind of funny at this point too, because at not one point do we see Dexter at any point in this entire uh, episode. He's just he's just Freakazoid. I think I know he, he could have just. Yeah, if he turned into Dexter, people wouldn't have been throwing things at him, probably. Exactly. It could have been a lot less miserable, for at least for a few hours. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you'll see this a lot, I think, in the second season, is that Dexter... You don't see a lot of Dexter in the second season. They just... Uh, there's two things they... were The two major changes were not a lot of the uh, side characters, uh, like, you know, Lord Lord Bra- Bravery and stuff like that... Um, and uh, wasn't a lot of back and forth with Dexter. It's just almost 100% Freakazoid. Just get to the silliness with him and Cosgrove and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, 
at any rate, uh, th- yeah, the second the second part was pretty straightforward. Were there any uh, parts that you uh, that stood out for you, Nathan? Is humorous? Um, the song was uh, funny. The uh, we'll be right. Ah, I, ah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The way he's uh, singing is pretty fun. Yes. And yeah, of course, just uh, definitely the highlight, of course, seeing Spielberg. Yeah. And yeah. Mm. yeah. Oh, I did like how uh, Loeb's just uh, terrorizing the one person down the the cul-de-sac or whatever and just waving to Freakazoid, <laughs> you know, and shooting a laser at this one guy. <laughs> like, I don't know what this one guy did to Loeb, but. Uh, it's, I thought that was pretty funny. The Loeb is having a ball. He's just having yeah, so much he's just fun. having fun. <laughs> By the way, we, we should mention that it's it's sad. David Warner, who did the the voice of the Loeb, since our our last recording of a Freakazoid episode, he passed away right mm-hmm. after yeah. uh, we yeah. recorded. So yeah, we just recorded like uh, the Hello Loby thing, and then he passed away like a week or so after that. And it was like, oh, that's sad. We were just talking about his great performance, so. It's always mm-hmm. great hearing his. He has he had such a cool voice, like just against Freakazoid, and it's kind of the I think always the thing that I like about these episodes of Freakazoid and everything is just that the folks that they were able to get um, on the show to act silly and say silly things. You know, it's like they have such like commanding voices or presence, uh, and then they are saying such childish things. Uh, it's quite funny. Uh, Kelly, mm-hmm. anything? Uh, I anything you didn't mention that you thought was cool? Um, I'm consulting my notes. Um, nope, I think I, I covered it all. All right. Well, off to commercial. I'll return after these messages. Hey, put that remote down. Put it down. Something big is shaking from Chef Boyardee, and kids everywhere are getting into it. Spider-Man pasta. Whoa. Let's show Mysterio the ropes, kid. Hello. Looks like he'll be hanging around for a while. Totally webbed out, Spider-Man shape smothered in secret sauce. Spider-Man pasta from Chef Boyardee. So hot, it's practically radioactive. Thank goodness for Chef Boyardee. You're back. And just in time for more Freakazoid. Oh, joy. Oh, man, I hope they pay us this time. Okay. <laughs> Another this we're gonna make so much money on today's podcast. Oh man. <laughs> okay. Well, today uh, let's go to the, so let's get to the third part. Here we go. So we get back to Freakazoid and he's still under this tree and he's just talking about he's some superhero, quite a laugh, you know. Ha ha ha. And then he goes into a an insane laughing fit. What a laugh. <laughs> I'm nothing but a failure. Uh, where he starts just spread. I mean, he starts spreading his legs like John Claude Van Damme, and walking on his hands. It's it's insane. His face looks crazy, and it it really is quite insane. But uh, he rips up the superhero handbook, and one piece just keeps going up to the sky and hitting him in the face. And he keeps throwing it, and it lands on his mouth, and eventually he looks at it. He says, I knew it. I knew it! And of no, course, he didn't. No, he didn't. He didn't know this. <laughs> the, the caption 
The caption is back to tell us that he didn't. And so Freakazoid goes to City Hall, which has now been renamed Loeb Hall, to to face off against the Loeb to tell him he, something's you know he knows what the Loeb was up to. Which goes to a very funny line with the Loeb and his tailor. Hello, Loeb. Freakazoid, good to see you. How's that food dehydrator? I want to talk to you. Alone. It's all right. Whatever you have to say, you can say in front of my tailor. I trust him with my life. It's about the code book. Get out! But the Freakazoid is like, at this point, he is just like hulking out. Like, he's getting huge and strong. He's so angry. Uh, He has a very scary face. Uh, I I did like how he, (laughs) when he goes in... The Loeb's secretary, who could I, I could only assume might, might have been there from uh, City Hall beforehand, and she, her job just got transferred mm-hmm. over to be the Loeb's uh, secretary. Uh, he just grabs her and just gently puts her on top of her desk, <laughs> which is silly. Uh, I'm sorry, sir, but you cannot go in there! So he breaks all those doors, goes, talks to the, the Loeb, and of course, he points out that the Loeb was the one that made the superhero handbook. There is no superhero handbook. And the Loeb was the one that told all those other superheroes to go to this convention or whatever it was on some moon so that the Loeb could get away with everything. And the Loeb tries to lie, but his eyeballs are like fluttering around the place. So it's obvious that he's going to lie. You started that whole rumor, didn't you? No, now that wasn't me. It's true, really, I swear. You're a terrible liar, Loeb. Look me in the eyes and tell me you didn't. I didn't. I really, really didn't. So Freakazoid just grabs him by the collar, starts shaking him, and then Joe comes in. Oh, I love this scene. He thinks Juliet's dead. He's so overcome with sorrow that he himself plans to join her in death. Oh, I'm going to cry. Come, bitter conduct. Come, unsavory guide. Thou desperate pilot, now at once run on the, the dashing, dashing rocks, thy seasick weary bark. Here's to my love, O true apothecary, thy drugs are quick. Thus, with a kiss, I die. <gasps> wow, Joe, that was great. Really? Want me to do it again? No, but it was really good. Uh, so Joe, his acting has gotten much, much better, and he ends up distracting Freakazoid so much that the Loeb gets away. And the Loeb is driving down the street, and Freakazoid is, of course, doing his patented chase after him. And it's like a, a lot like these things like in the movie Bullet or any other kind of movie where you're kind of racing through the streets of San Francisco uh, to the point where, like, you know, the cars are jumping over the hills and then hitting and sparks are going off. And then even Freakazoid, who's running uh, down the street, even hits sparks when he hits the ground. Uh, and they're ramming each other where Freakazoid rams into the <laughs> Loeb's car <laughs> um, and Loeb runs into Freakazoid. It's it's funny. But the, the writers of Freakazoid, who actually aren't caricatures of any of the writers of Freakazoid this time around... The other writers and I think it might be more fun if you could use the uh, Freakmobile in this chase. What do you say? It would really help the show if you know what I mean. Uh, uh. Okay. Go back to the Toyetic Freakmobile. 
and the Freakmobile is able to put Loeb in his place literally. He grabs Lil Loeb and throws him into jail, I believe, right? So Loeb, like, falls into the jail. And mm-hmm. uh, City Hall is brought back to normal, and there's a huge party. And uh, they all say, okay, let's have some beef jerky. And Cosgrove is there with the beef, <laughs> the meat hydra- dehydrator or whatever it is. And mm-hmm. uh, and I noticed today that the huntsman was serving up a pitcher of berry water. Because we all know the, the huntsman, of course, is he loves his berry water. I think in a previous mm-hmm. episode, he was drinking some berry water. That's why he got he was distracted or something like that. I forget exactly what, but. Yeah, I'm yeah. guessing that's why he wasn't in this episode. He's probably distracted. Probably got there right at the end, right when Loeb was in jail. Right in, Don, Don, Don. <laughs> yeah, I, that's I the problem. You, yeah. Well, yeah, I'm, I think yeah. I, that was one of the things in the in the wiki that people were like saying, you know, why wasn't the, the Huntsman, like all, technically there was a superhero there. The Huntsman was there. and But he got there too late, obviously. Yeah, but I also think the Huntsman is just so ineffect- ineffective that it doesn't matter. Like yeah. the Hunts, the, I think the Huntsman was just crying at home or something like that. He was yeah. just upset. I think he got distracted by something, and by the time he got the call, I'm sure they called him. We'll say they called the Huntsman, but he didn't get there in time because that's what the Huntsman does. He always or, gets there. What if the Lord destroyed the Huntsman's uh, horn? And horn, maybe. Yeah. There you go. Took over City Hall. So so many <laughs> reasons why. I think number one is the Huntsman just doesn't. I mean, he knows how to yeah. fight crime in his introduction, but he doesn't know how to fight crime in real life. Even if he right, even if he could. And he 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 got there, but yeah, he's at the very end, so he was there. He like, <laughs> yeah. Well, at any rate, uh, let's see. Uh, uh, any any moments in this that stood out that you thought were cute, funny, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera? Uh, Kelly, let's start with you. The uh, the whole Romeo and Juliet thing was hilarious. <laughs> yes, and Joe was actually very good. I thought truly, like uh, the his his uh, speech pattern and everything like that, very dramatic, very good. And when the Loeb started reciting it along with him, like yes. he even knew mm-hmm. exactly what scene they were yeah. referencing before he, even he just yeah. <laughs> He's like scene five, Romeo. Yeah, oh. he knows exactly. <laughs> like oh, this is the scene where. <laughs> like, uh nathan anything else that stood up for you in this last part um i really liked when Precozoi was like uh look me in the eye and tell me <laughs> so love's like looking yeah all around, up down like, no i swear <laughs> 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 the uh the the acting there is very fun and seeing all the pictures that Loeb has put up in the mayor's office are pretty fun like shaking head like they're pretty badly drawn where some of them look like he's like a cyclops or something but uh it's still fun to see like him shaking hands or like i don't know he's trying to be a good mayor or something but oh yeah i see him now yeah i'm I'm checking back at it yeah he he spent a lot of (laughs) he worked fast he worked fast yeah very quick from all the pictures dominating the city destroying the city and then just all you have to do to become the mayor is just put your name on the hall and just walk inside and then you're ruling the city um, yeah, and he has all the. <laughs> it seemed very short term thinking too, because it's like, what is he going to do when all the superheroes come back from <laughs> the conference? Like, there, that's only a day or two, right? I mean, like, maybe it depends on know. how far away that moon was. You know, <laughs> it might be still going to the moon. 
<laughs> whatever moon it is just that like, is in the galaxy. He could have just done that, but also had Freakazoid go to it too, and then <laughs> he mm. could have done the same thing. That's true, but well, <laughs> that we wouldn't have a story, I guess, huh? I guess not. Okay. Well, let's go ahead and get to our water tower rating. Well, out of five water towers, how many would you give this episode of Freakazoid? Uh, Nathan, let's start with you. Ah, okay. Um, I, uh, I'm going to go with uh, three and a half, I think. I don't know. I, I enjoyed it, but for some reason, I didn't like love it. I don't know <laughs> what okay. that means. But... <laughs> Kelly, what do you um, think? Yeah. Mm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do four, and I... I generally would go five just because Steven. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. Like that bit was cute, but it wasn't really funny to me. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It wasn't as funny as it could have been. I don't know. I, it just made me feel kind of flat. So um, so I'll do four. Uh, but I, I thought otherwise, it, you know, it was a decent episode. I, I don't know if I ever really laughed at anything but i i would kind of think to myself yeah that was kind of kind of interesting um it's always, it's always silliness you know it's like uh even when it's yeah. not like laugh out loud funny you're just like well this is weird and silly and that's freakazoid yeah freakazoid <laughs> doesn't really make me laugh out loud um not like not like animaniacs has, has done mm-hmm. in the past but um yeah yeah i think yeah I feel weird giving it a four because it does have Steven in it, but I was like, yeah, it just wasn't, I don't know. I just thought it would be funnier. <laughs> well, I mm-hmm. will give it a four as well. Um, it's a, it's a strong episode of Freakazoid. Uh, it's not like the funniest, but it's, it's good. It's, I mean, there's nothing bad in it and it's mm-hmm. the only thing, you know, the only thing that's bad in it is the animation at some points. It just yeah. gets flat out. Like weird. when he was running, it looked like he didn't have any teeth. Yeah. But he had teeth, and I was so confused because you saw the like the little lines around his lip, like you know how when people take out their dentures in cartoons, he looked like that, and I was like, that is some weird animation. I think I think the part where he's walking down the street, sad, and he looks like a shriveled, like his muscles. Oh, maybe on his that's body. what I'm talking about. Yeah, I, I thought he was running, but yeah, I think that's actually the scene. He, yeah, yeah, he's all sad, and he has these weird, wavy lines all over his body that make no sense whatsoever to a real muscular musculatures of a person or superhero. Um, but but then again, it was so sad. It kind of made him look sadder, I suppose, because he looked really shriveled up like a raisin. So I guess mm-hmm. that looks okay. But also, just I think oh, I just think the episode was a little too long. I think they should have added another short or something. Like I think they, I felt like they were like too much. Uh, like if it was a 10 minute thing and they had another 10 minute like oh man it would have been hilarious just putting all the best jokes like the the whole like spinning newspaper thing yeah none of those are funny and i'm like this should be like a joke here or something and there's no joke here and there's there was a lot of scenes where i was just like freakazoid sad and walking through cities or something like where it's just like it's not funny like <laughs> we should we should we should talk about uh also the uh the ending joke by the way though at the end they have uh they say uh see us at uh www dot you know dot com dot com let's see what I say here hang on one second here uh find there's so many things on the notes okay it says visit us <laughs> on the web at http 
colon slash slash www.com dot com dot com dot 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 com dot com dot com com comma comma dub dum dooby doom dum dum breaking up is hard to do and uh of course oh and then cosgrove had his his great line at the course at the end which was cut it out which uh, is great. So yeah, I I would say definitely a four for this episode because it's a strong episode. The animation is a little weird in certain parts, like Wacko and the not so much the brain, but Wacko looks super weird as mm-hmm. well. Um, I mean it's it's still funny stuff. I I do like that gag of just who are you? Who are you guys? <laughs> uh, so yeah, gr- a good episode, really strong, but not the most not the best episode, but definitely not the worst episode of Freakazoid either. So. There we go. Well, let's go ahead and get to some contact information. Kelly, where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter, Yoda Princess, Y-O-D-A-P-R-N-C-S-S. All right, and Nathan, what about you? I'm also on Twitter, Joey. Uh, Django FT, that's me. Okay, and as for the Animaniacast, we're on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. And, of course, Animaniacast.com will take you to our RetroZap.com archives. We're a proud member of the RetroZap.com podcast network. You should check out RetroZap to see fantastic podcasts, wonderful articles each and every day. And, of course, you can become a patron of our podcast by going to Patreon.com slash Animaniacast and support our show. And get a bunch of bonus audio and audio commentaries with Tom Ruger. And I'm sure there's probably some bonus stuff of me going around Fanex and doing stuff there that we can't we can't put out to the public. It's just too oh, it's too it's oh. too salacious. It's it's oh boy. Some some exclusive. Yes. Exclusive. <laughs> well, at any rate. Uh, that'll do it for today's episode. So for Nathan and Kelly, this is Joey saying good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. This podcast is not endorsed by Warner Brothers or Amblin Entertainment and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Animaniacs, Tiny Toon Adventures, Freakazoid, the Warner Brothers logo, all names, pictures, and sounds are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their respected trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Animaniacast unless otherwise indicated.